Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories. Write copy that feels good. It's the no fluff copywriting podcast that teaches you to write copy you can feel good about and gets you more clients along the way. I'm your host, Jayati Vora, and I'm here to give you a shot of masala for your writing. A way for business owners like you to write copy your way, in your voice, with practical writing tips you can put into action right away. Let's find your words together. Before we get to the coaching call with Erica, that's the focus of today's episode, I want to make sure you know about the workshop I'm running that's this weekend. It's on October 1st, that's Saturday, and it's called Unbore Yourself. It's all about finding new joy in your existing marketing, finding new and fresh and fun ways to talk about your core message. If you're a yoga coach that works with the senior crowd, maybe your core message that you need your audience to understand is that yoga isn't just for the young and fit, and they can sign up for yoga with you and they won't sustain injuries or be made to feel bad for all the asans they can't do. If you're a vegan caterer, maybe your core message is that vegan food doesn't mean bad tasting food. As a temporary vegan, I can attest to that, by the way. And when you have a core message, you're going to need to repeat it again and again so that your audience absorbs what you have to say. But when you're saying the same thing on repeat, it can get boring. That's where Unboy Yourself comes in. In the workshop, we'll fall back in love with our own core message and discover new ways of talking about it that feel fresh and fun to us and to our audience. It's at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It's on Zoom and it costs $25. Sign up at the link in the show notes and I'll see you in the Zoom room on Saturday. Okay, so today we're going to listen in on a coaching call I had with Erica. Erica came to me with a question that I think a lot of you may face and that is, when someone tells you you're not a good writer, how do you deal with that? Let's listen in on this clip. All right, so tell me, what can I help you with? Um, I think the first, there's a couple of things, but the first thing is really like adjusting of mindset. So, mm. you know, I, as a creative writer, got a lot of feedback my whole life that I was a great writer, all these things. And then, you know, you go to one job and they, you know, you don't already know how to write in the way that they want you to write. And they, they tell you that you're not a good writer. And all of a sudden, I can't get that out of my head. And then every time when I don't like my writing, it like further perpetuates that idea that I'm not a good writer instead of like, yeah. The, and the next thing that will come up is like, I definitely struggle with cover letters. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of the writing that I put out into the world. Mm-hmm. And, but that's like one type of writing. And that really doesn't define me. And yes, I'd like to get better at writing cover letters that are like fundamentally a terrible thing to have to write. But yeah, so that's where I'm, I'm landing today. Well, first of all, I just want to give you a hug because it sucks to be told that you're not a good writer and it sucks to have that part of your identity or any part of your identity challenge like that when you feel like, yes, I am a good writer and to feel your confidence in yourself shaken. So the first kind of writing that you're doing at your job where they're telling you you're not good. So that was actually the job that told where someone told me I wasn't a good writer was like many jobs ago. Okay. You know, this was like, actually when I was living in New York city and it like, so it's been like almost a decade and that is still on some level sitting with me. And every time someone tells me I'm not a good writer or, you know, gives me feedback on my writing in a way that is hard for me to receive, it is Mm -hmm. just like being pushed further and further in. 
Yeah. And the, the comparison I can make is like when I uh, came back to dancing tango after taking a five-year break um, on my first night out, this, this guy who we just didn't have a good connection made a comment like, am I a, begin- a beginner? And he, like, he asked me without a cop. He was the only person. He walked up to me and asked me. There was no cop seo. Like, yeah. you know, it was just this thing. Like if I, and, but if I had taken that wrong, I might never have danced. I might never have picked up tango again, you know? Yeah. And it's this, this example of like, you dance in a different style. You, and people make those, those snap judgments all the time of you're not a good dancer. You're not a good writer because you're not writing or dancing in the style that they're looking for in that moment. Yeah. And in tango, I have a ton of experience of, and I have certainly a lot of experience in writing of this as well, but I would say I'm probably more proficient at figuring out how to find my partner's dance than I am at figuring out I can write in the style that someone is looking for, but I might not be excellent at writing in that style. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love that comparison with tango because when we dance with people who've not been trained by the same people who trained us, it's a bit of a learning curve and it can be. Mm-hmm. And cues don't read the same and you miss them. And then you feel foolish because you're like, of course, I should know this. You know, this person is leading mm-hmm. me to cross and it's the simplest thing. And how did I miss that? And I, I beat myself up about that as well. Just like with tango, though, it's it's a skill, right? It's a skill mm-hmm. to to get better at these other kinds of writing. And it's very hard. And, and different kinds of writing, they have their own rules, right? And they're not always mm-hmm. externally stated. It's not like you can look it up and say, what are the rules of? I mean, sometimes you can. You can say, like, what what is a good cover letter look like? Sure. I'm sure you'll find lots of examples. Whether they're good or not is another it's another thing, but you'll find examples online. Um, but some of these things you get when somebody shows you the ropes mm-hmm. or when you just do it so long that you absorb it yourself, right? But otherwise, it can be hard. Like if you are not, for instance, you know, trained in the journalistic style and you're suddenly thrust into a situation where you have to write a breaking news short article, you'll fumble. You won't know what's important to put at the top. You won't know. And it's not your fault. It's just that you didn't learn this way of doing it. Is that style of writing still important to you and relevant to you in your life? Is that a skill that you want to learn? I mean, I think that there are professional styles of writing all over in my life that I would like to learn how to get better at. The The one that I was, you know, was being asked to write at that point in that job I kind of wish it was more relevant to me because I'm not working in that field anymore. Mm. Um, But I do feel like I find it challenging to write a story that I feel is boring. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Absolutely. It's challenging to write a story that you feel is boring because when you're bored by it, that bottom is going to shine through in everything that you do. And then the person on the other end is going to be bored by it too, which is why there's such terrible writing in quote-unquote professional spaces because people are constantly writing things that they are bored by. I remember in my last job, one of the, or actually a few jobs ago, one of my duties was to write the newsletter for the organization. And it was this really annoying, aggravating process because it was newsletter by committee. And so I would write it one day and I would put, you know, my personality into it, but still like keep it professional, right? 
but by the time it would come back to me to like load up and and send out it would be stripped of anything interesting right mm-hmm. and i would be bored of reading and i was like i i don't want to say it. i don't want to tell anybody that i wrote this cuz this i didn't like you know they've removed all mm-hmm. the fun stuff and um the sad part about working in a job where somebody else then gets to sign off on what you do is that maybe that's the only thing they know or maybe that's the thing that they think is the correct professional formal blah 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 way and so then you know like when somebody has power over you like my boss has power over me to say no this is not the kind of writing that i want and i want this you know xyz thing then they had the power to remove it you know so that those are other kind of conversations to have about like pushing the boundaries and and what would you be okay with and what wouldn't you be okay with but one way that i found to challenge that would be to i created a bank of other newsletters that i got mm-hmm. that were more straightforward in the style that my boss preferred but that still managed to have a flavor a personality all of them typically were signed by somebody so mm-hmm. that made it easier to you know introduce some some tone some voice in it but is there a way that you could get your hands on other examples of the kinds of professional writing that you are trying to do and keep a bank keep like a a little folder of places that you thought did it well that they were not boring mhm i can look for that i don't know if there so we actually will be working at 10:00 to put out our newsletter mm-hmm. um and I actually think that our newsletter strives to be more interesting than maybe some of our competitors. Mhm. And it's an internal newsletter, so I don't know that I definitely do keep a folder and I'm subscribed to a bunch of related newsletters, um but they're more public facing and they're yeah. more they're they're structurally a little bit different than what what I have. Yeah. We're working on. I mean, it could be newsletters, but it could be other things. Like if you're writing product descriptions, for instance, Fortunately, I'm not writing product descriptions. Okay. Anymore. Mm-hmm. Um now I'm like now I write a lot of like meeting meeting summaries which I think they're just going to be boring. I'm not going to Yeah. I certainly can keep a bank of I like the idea of keeping a bank of my colleagues edits. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I when I'm sending one out to like a more senior level person, I'll I'll get edits on them before I send them out. Mm-hmm. and if i could just get keep the bank of what my how my colleagues edit it mm-hmm. edits it i can maybe predict what they're going to edit and maybe not yeah i mean absolutely uh, if you keep learning from what your bosses tell you or other senior people tell you then you learn their style and then you you can learn to write in such a way that it fits with their style the other the other thought i want to offer you is that not everything has to be a, a written masterpiece and not everything mm-hmm. has to be you know has to get all your blood sweat and tears and so you might decide that the thing that i care about is x mm-hmm. right and then y and z are going to be fine they're, they're going to be fine they're not going to be like terrible but they're not i'm not going to waste my time or my energy or my emotions on this because this is cut and dry like the meeting summaries right it's just mm-hmm. there's there's nothing to do there people just need to know the information of what happened mm-hmm. right and so save yourself cuz like the artist's heart is can be 
easily wounded. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to put all of yourself into every single thing. And it becomes hard to function if if everything you, you you spend, you know, that kind of time and emotional investment in, pick the thing that you want to focus on, right? I mean, that's that's what I have to offer. Yeah, I think there's some really interesting, yeah. I hope this was helpful, Erica. I think it was, yeah, All right. absolutely. To recap, if you're faced with a new kind of writing that you don't know how to do, Know that it's a skill just like any other, and it can be learned in one of two ways. Someone can show you the ropes, they can teach you the rules, if you like, of that kind of writing, or you can pick it up on your own after some trial and error. But it's not your fault if you don't know how to do it right away. And not everything needs to get 100% of your blood, sweat, and tears. Save all that effort for the things you really care about writing and allow the rest to be simple and functional. Thank you so much to Erica for being generous enough to share your call with everyone. And I hope this was productive to you to listen on. on. I will see you and unboy yourself on Saturday if you find your messaging feeling a little stale and you want to revamp it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until I see you again next Thursday, tell me, has someone ever told you that you're not a good writer? And how did you deal with it? <laughs>